2019, on average, CBP personnel processed more than 78,000 cargo containers coming into the U.S., $7.3 billion worth of goods every single day. Within Buffalo Field Office's area of responsibility, which is all ports of entry in western and upstate New York, CBP processed almost 1.5 million trucks last year. The duties, taxes, and other fees that were collected on all those imports totaled more than a billion dollars. A billion dollars, and that was just at the land border crossings of New York State. Within CBP, there are specialists, more than 800 of them actually nationwide, that are responsible for making sure all of those imports are correctly classified and entering properly, and that all duties, taxes, and fees are being collected. To explain more about this enormous task and this interesting but often overlooked position of an import specialist, we spoke to Bob Bekalarski, Assistant Center Director of the Industrial Manufacturing Materials Center of Excellence and Expertise, located here in Buffalo, New York. We'll explain a bit more about these centers in a bit, but first, I asked Mr. Bekalarski if he could explain more about the duties of an import specialist. Right. And that's a question I get um, a lot. Um, I previously was an import specialist for nine years uh, in the port of Buffalo. And especially when I first started up and I'd be out with my friends, family, like, hey, what are you doing now? It's like, oh, I'm an import specialist. Like, oh, what's that? And I think probably the, the easiest way for the layperson to understand it is because everyone's had experiences, you know, traveling across the border. And when they're, you know, being interviewed by the officers, it's to determine admissibility of that person. Um, so it's along the same lines, only we're looking at the admissibility of cargo that's coming into the United States. The basic fundamentals of all the import specialists is the classification and the valuation of that merchandise to determine duties, taxes, and fees. Once cargo arrives in the United States, there's a 10-day period um, for both the importer and the customs broker who's working on behalf of the importer to come forward and say, this is how much we believe we owe the United States government for this particular transaction. So the import specialists are also involved in that review to ascertain that the correct amount of money is being um, you know, collected on behalf of the government. But they're also involved in the enforcement side of the cargo operations as well. Within CBP, there have been identified seven uh, priority trade issues, you know, such as health and safety. You have uh, IPR issues, you know, counterfeiting of merchandise. There are also revenue-based um, you know, issues, uh, such as anti-dumping and countervailing duty, uh, which is kind of a, you know, gets into a little bit more in depth about additional revenue collection when it's been determined that certain merchandise from certain countries have a negative impact on that specific industry within the United States, and it's causing harm um, to the economy. With all of that is also, you know, you have some players, some importers out there that are going to get into, you know, what we refer to as non-compliant behavior. They're going to try and evade, you know, whether it's through smuggling or it's through false statements. So it's really an impetus of the import specialist to be up, especially within their industry area, of um, all the types of various schemes that could be out there um, and be aware of it um, so they know when um, they're looking at something that something's not right. And as an import specialist, I had the opportunity to work a lot in the enforcement area. And really the way you develop that expertise is you learn about what the compliant industry, how the compliant industry operates. Um, so once you understand compliance, 
And if you're looking something, whether it's you know, on a computer screen, you're interviewing an importer, you're looking at documents, it's going to jump out at you. It's like, all right, this isn't right. So we need to ask more questions about that. And we've got you know, multiple partners that we reach out to for assistance and to kind of work on you know, coordinating these efforts. And our number one partner in trade enforcement is working with the agents um, in Homeland Security Investigations, HSI. Most of the SACs have um, pretty robust trade enforcement branches, um, agents that are specifically assigned to um, you know, look into that from more of a criminal aspect, whereas in CBP we'll look at it from more of an administrative. We're going to look at it to make sure revenue is being properly collected. We're taking actions and correcting that behavior or eliminating that behavior from particular importers or even brokers sometimes, where then um, the HSI agents are looking at it from more of a criminal perspective because you're dealing with money. And when you're dealing with money, there is a criminal element that kind of gets into the importation process sometimes. Um, so they're very interested in following that money and finding out who's actually pulling the strings behind that. What would the import process look like at our borders if there were no import specialists? I think you know, you'd have chaos um, because there would be an elimination of um, some really necessary checks and balances where, you know, Anything could, you know, essentially potentially get into, you know, the country, um, again, whether it's going to be for any type of, you know, security risk or even for more of a revenue risk. Um, and then to try and, you know, backtrack that to make that determination, um, the import specialists have that expertise. So, you know, having that expertise is very valuable to making sure that you have an efficient operation that, that's running. And it's important to note, too, that, you know, from the import specialist. We're, you know, we're talking about less than you know, 900 folks you know, carry the title of an import specialist within CBP. And they're responsible for all of these transactions that are coming into the country. And we're talking like billions and billions of dollars. So to you know, kind of give you the perspective of how elite they are and how, how much of a profession it really is, you know, when you look at there's only 800 folks that are responsible for everything that's coming into the country to help make that determination and to identify the trends and to prioritize that um, without having that, you know, knowledge base and that background, it would just be, you know, again, chaos with uh, the importation process um, coming into the U.S. Can we talk a bit about what it takes to become an import specialist? Sure. Um, You know, import specialists, you can have um, a wide background. So, you know, for the most part, you know, if you have some sort of like a, you know, business background, and an understanding uh, of, of how a business operates, that's always helpful. But myself, I come from a political science and American history background. And then, you know, when I was interested in performing government service, working for the government, kind of was looking through things, uh, came across, you know, the, the vacancy announcement for an import specialist, read a little bit about it. You know, again, they kind of hit on, you know, the valuation classification. I'm like, I think I might be able to figure that out. There is an academy, um, so if you are selected um, seven weeks and they, they teach you how to classify and the value rules um, and laws that are applied, but you can really pretty much have any background. My big thing is um, you have to be a curious person. If you're a curious person and you want to you know, see how things are made, how things operate, a lot of times when you're going on importer visits or even these verification visits, it's like watching an episode of How It's Made. Um, because you're actually walking into these facilities and they're showing you exactly, you know, how they, you know, put things together. 
So, you know, pretty much any background would be valuable and it's welcome. You know, the more of us that we can kind of, you know, get together in a group and, and collaborate with those different perspectives, you really find yourself uh, getting a better result. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, making a determination, yes, this is legitimate, or you're like, no, we're working on some sort of, you know, fraud case here. From what I understand, the um, specialists are assigned to something called a center of excellence and expertise. What's that? So there are 10 centers of excellence and expertise, um, and each center has a specific industry sector. Prior to the centers, you know, we were just focused on what was happening regionally. So the Port of Buffalo was just focused, the import specialists were just focusing what's happening in Buffalo, Rochester, and, Secure, and Syracuse, their area of responsibility. Now, so everyone is looking at an industry as a totality, so it's supply chain from, you know, how it's manufactured, how it's transported into the U.S. Once it comes into the U.S., what's it used for? You know, who's the ultimate consignee? Who's ultimately getting this particular merchandise and what are they doing with it? But instead of looking at it just in that particular region, you're looking at it nationally. And that was, um, has had huge impact, again, on our enforcement efforts because what we would run into previously is, all right, if, there was something we identified that was non-compliant in Buffalo, then all of a sudden it would start popping up in Detroit or, you know, go into an, you know, another port along the northern border. So now it's helped us communicate a lot more uh, effectively. So once we identify it, regardless of what port, we're able to share that across the center. And regardless of what port of entry it's going to come into, it's going to be handled in the exact same manner. Um, because also now if the trade has uh, questions, they're going to reach out to the center, that one center, and that response is going to be, uh, again, uniform and consistent. Um, they're not going to get different answers from, from different folks. It's a very interesting job uh, because every day is different. Um, you can come in with saying, all right, this is what I'm going to be focusing on today, and you can start out that in your first hour or so, but a phone's going to ring, an email's going to pop up, you know, an uh, agent's going to show up in the office and say, hey, we need to talk about this, and it's going to take you in a completely different direction. Um, so there's, there's a lot of activity going on. We hear uh, over the past, you know, really, you know, four or five years now, trade is referenced in the news on a daily basis, both on the national news and the international news, you know, what, you know, the U.S. interests are. Um, so trade is a very, very hot topic right now. Um, you know, for folks that are interested in, you know, becoming an import specialist, I strongly encourage them to consider it, um, you know, look into that opportunity. Um, as we mentioned, the vacancies are announced on USA Jobs, and, you know, we welcome all different backgrounds. Um, you know, the, the more diverse background we have, I think the, the stronger we're going to be. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to get new episodes as they're released. Leave a comment if you have a border-related question that you'd like us to discuss. If we can talk about it, we will.